Welcome to the Meta One Coin Report, exploring the world of private digital currency through the eyes of human rights and empowerment for humanity. Here's your host, Leanne Carroll. Meta One Coin Trust is part of a new global economy. It is based on the idea of abundance and freedom. Humanity was created to thrive. Instead, we have suffered through millennia of war, famine, manipulation of resources, and heavy losses that affects all future generations until it is healed. Not only is positive change needed in the monetary system, it is needed in many other areas, including emotional health and well-being. The members of Meta One Coin are difference makers and part of the Meta One family, holding a high vision and taking actions that lead to a better life experience, not only for themselves, but for those around them. In this episode, we are talking with Randy, who is a coin holder and a spiritual healer who holds a vision of a humanity in balance, free from trauma, and able to create a new world from a healthy and holistic point of view. Randy will be sharing his experiences in life and as a Meta One coin holder. Please join me in welcoming Randy to the podcast. Hello, Randy. Welcome to the podcast. Well, thank you. Thank you for uh, having me here. You are welcome. And I'm so excited to have this conversation. I've been wanting to work with you and talk with you about tools that are available in working with trauma today. And if we as a society could learn how to implement the tools that you use, you are an amazing, what do you call yourself? Are you a Actually, a it, <laughs> it, it took me a while to kind of come up with a name. So I have two names. Okay. Uh, one, one is the official title, the if you're looking for a hypnotist, um, my, my title is an emotional integrative hypnotherapist. So I help you integrate your emotions using hypnotherapy. And, and so that's the, you know, sort of a textbook uh, trademarked uh, label for, for what I do. But I also call it a component of heart conscious healing. And that's because Really, what, what I'm doing is I'm helping you connect to your heart and become best buddies with that inner child in you that lives in your heart. So she controls every feeling in your body. She controls every, um, every way that you perceive your world goes through her lens. So it's really, it really is important for you to learn how to be on the same page. Instead of some little girl, six or seven years old, trying to make sense out of this world, who's basically scared. And, and so when we're scared, what do we do? We, we have a kind of a low level of, auto, of, of our um, nervous system is, is kind of triggered all the time. So the more you help that innocence stay safe, the calmer you are, the calmer you are, the more you can respond and then create your world instead of, instead of just reacting. And I love how you separate that. You know, a lot of people would call it the ego or right. the subconscious and you're, you're calling it the heart and the innocence. Yeah. The, um, so the, the way I like to explain it to my clients is that really your ego, because everybody calls it the ego, especially if they're, if they're from the male paradigm spiritual teachings, it's all ego. It's all about getting rid of that ego. But if, as you really understand what is your ego, it's a mask that your innocence wears to get your attention. It's, she's just crying for love and, and trying to keep you safe. And, and as, as you address those needs, then, then you're fine. That's so true. And the huge impact of releasing pain from old stories and that each individual has and really humanity, you know, humanity has been under duress for a very long time with wars and famine and manipulation and those thought processes and genetic traumas are, are passed down 
from generation to generation. And your work even goes into those depths and heals. It does. You, you really actually have to set your ancestors free as well. Isn't that an interesting concept that basically there's an intention that you need to set. There's a blessing that you need to set. Um, and, and once you do, depending upon your sensitivity levels, you can sense that they're applauding, that they're appreciative of you setting them free. And you know that the dominoes just fell for whatever, whatever they needed to fall about. Oftentimes, uh, you know, because of the darkness on our planet, many women have basically been shut down. Their feminine energy has been shut down. And, and you know, that's from abuse or, or, or whatever. And it manifests in many ways. A lot of times your subconscious mind, a.k.a. your innocence, wants to protect you. And I wonder how it does that. Well, one way to protect you is to make you eat so, so you're so big that um, nobody wants to bother you. <laughs> so very clever, this, this subconscious mind, this, this innocence that we have. Other, other ways, it, it, um, you know, it, it might make you flare up in some kind of uh, a disease or something just trying really to keep you safe. One of my favorite questions I like to ask, it's sort of a smart ass question. Once I, once I have a rapport with the innocence, I go and, and, and whatever they, they say um, is their challenge of the day. I go, well, um, innocence, were, were you trying to get her attention? Oh yes. <laughs> really? So, so, um, so that's the reason, that's really the reason why you have this really, you know, splitting migraine headache, wh whatever it is. Oh, yes. <laughs> well, um, has she thanked you for it? No. Well, that must feel really, really unappreciative. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, so it has that personality of that innocence, that little, little girl inside of you. And she's completely willing to show you where it started. And, and where it came from and 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 then it's up to you to help her see things through your adult eyes it's up to you to kind of bring her up to to today's thinking and you can do that gently you know that there's a lot of hypnotherapists out there that is just all about reading the script or something and that's fine for some people but i would say the kind of relief you get is more like a taming it wouldn't be a surprise if it, if it surfaced up again. And sometimes it may surface again as something different, but it's still a disgruntled innocence. And, and so, so that, that works depending on, like not everybody's ready to do the heavy lifting in this lifetime. So for some people, that's what they need is just, I just want to be conked out and, you know, read something to me and, and then I'll walk out fine. But for those of you that know, okay, no, I got to address this. I, I, I've never really felt like I belong here. I've never really felt like this is my planet. I've never really felt like I belong. Those are the kind of people that know that they've got to do some deeper work. And, and it's, it's very fascinating work. It really is. And it's, you've made it your own. You've, <laughs> and just to let our listeners know, you are not under a deep hypnosis. What you do is sort of relax to the point where you can get out of your own way and access your, your deeper aspects. But, and, and so that's another thing is the, the depth thing is kind of taught to you in hypnosis school. Oh, they didn't respond, go deeper. And, and so what I observed is that, you know, yeah, that's true. However, how deep do you have to go? <laughs> if, if I could take you to past lives or if I could take you to your womb, isn't that deep enough? The answer is yes. So um, I think really what, what's healing is when you're bringing insight, if you're bringing stuff up to your conscious awareness, if you're bringing those old beliefs up to your conscious awareness. Now you can work with them. So whatever. It's not only do you, whatever you feel you can heal, but it's whatever you realize you can illuminate, you can 
you can see in a different through a different lens. And it's almost like going through periods of history within your own life again yeah. that you don't even realize how those aspects can be affecting you now, but your subconscious takes you there and you say, wow, I didn't realize this was connected or it seemed like nothing at the time. And yeah, I like that comment. You said it seems like nothing at the time. You'd be surprised what can really upset an innocence. <laughs> and, and again, it's like, how else could we make sense out of it? One of the things that I have everybody kind of learn so that they can say it themselves to themselves, because I actually consider myself empowering you to, to, to take the ball and run with it now to, to you know, so that you can do this. Um, I have them repeat, first of all, what we are, we believe basically we're a pain avoidance machine, you know, so, so once you kind of figure that out, I mean, those that are pure hypnotists, that they treat the innocence like a machine, you know, so that's, to me, that doesn't, doesn't feel right. Uh, so I, I've heard it explained that we're either doing something to avoid pain and move toward pleasure, things that make yeah. us happy running for, or moving away from that, which makes us unhappy or, you know, painful um, in our lives. And so, so we, we do. And, and if you could um, program that computer or reprogram that computer, is that kind of where you were going? Well, that, I guess, I guess I like to borrow my grandma's saying where she says something along the lines of you can catch more bees with honey than you do with vinegar. And, and to me, the computer programming approach is kind of more, you know, scientific, chemical, sterile. sterile. Mm -hmm. and, and then here's the other one over here, just launching you into wherever, you know, she, she knows you need to go. So it's a whole approach, your, your heart, your body, your mind, your spirit. And you were saying that there's four aspects to each yeah. individual. Yeah. So most of us are pretty easy with the concept mind, body, soul. You know, that's sort of the beginning place. But, but actually, the mind is your conscious mind and your subconscious mind. So that's the four. And each feeling, what if each feeling was consciousness? What if each feeling was had this message that was sort of trapped in there because the flow was stopped? And what if, what if as soon as you listen to that feeling by connecting deep enough to at that emotional level, what if um, she would tell you what it is she's always wanted to tell you, one thought and one feeling at a time? And and that's kind of how we sort of put the puzzle together is. We listen and we listen and we listen until we build her trust. And it's funny because there are, there's a school of thought that says that all disease is just that, dis-ease. When there's a dis-ease within you, if there's voices that haven't been heard, yeah. then it does, it puts you in a point of ease and a, a point of grace and it allows you to express more out of love and you're more fully yourself. So that was like when I first started doing this work 12-ish years ago or something, I thought, wow, really? Cancer? This can help cancer? And, and so, of course, the answer is yes. I've helped many people with cancer. I've helped many people with autoimmune diseases or migraine headaches. Or I, I can't even keep track of all of this stuff. And a lot of it it comes down to just a casual question. So in a sense, is it okay to work with the body now to, so that it could heal? Oh, yes. And, and, and that's about it. Is that, but it, it wanted to be heard. It wanted to be cleared out. And it wants to know that you're going to be there tomorrow. It's you're going to be there for her again whenever, whenever she needs you. You're not going to run away this time like the last, like the last 40 years that you it did. So she wants to know that um, you're going to be there. So that addresses, all right, so it's not just session, it's also daily practice. And one of the daily practices, loving whatever feeling comes up, whatever, whatever you sort of notice, instead of doing the usual power through it, ignore, 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 
<laughs> just taking five or 10 minutes is, is usually what it takes so that you aren't in a funk the rest of the day. So I, I had a personal thing where I was, I was kind of thinking I was fine. I broke up with this girlfriend and I hadn't, you know, what she really wasn't on my mind. I was just making my daily lunch, listening to the Pandora in the background. And all of a sudden I just sort of felt this whisper of sadness. I'm like, all right, well, since this is what I preach, I better do what I, <laughs> what I teach. So I just sat down and just said, why are we so sad? And <laughs> up comes all this sadness. And it was, that was our song. And I had no idea that some song somewhere was, was going to, you know, come across my path and, and, and uh, affect me in that way. But I also only took five or 10 minutes to feel that. And after I felt it, I was good. I was like back to, you know, loving my innocence and, and having a great day. And I just know that my normal power through and ignore I would have been in a funk that whole day. So that's, so that's the thing is that you can't just do the session. You also have to do the feelings when they come, come up. And oh, by the way, if you're, if you're really committed, you'll do things like meditate. <laughs> you'll do things like uh, uh, breath work. And, and I also teach shaking as, as your body's natural way to rebalance your nervous system. So now you got the energy flowing. And, and then the last piece, little puzzle piece is little reminders that come up from the session. Oh, remember? Uh, remember everybody's doing the best they can? <laughs> Just little reminders um, that, that may have been tied to the session. That also is a key piece. And um, yeah. What would you say to empaths that pick up yeah. other people's energy and they feel them and um, they realize, I mean, a trained empath would say, whoa, I picked up this energy and mm -hmm. I need to just release it. It's not mine and be able to figure out where it came from. But what if you're an empath and you don't know where the energy is coming from? And every time you go out in public, you know, you feel like you're going crazy. Er, crazier. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay, so a couple things. I think you're on, you know, it, it isn't your energy, but it is. Um, you, I think if you get going on the right, on the right thing, and, you, and you're literally, you're following your heart that kind of directs you through your day, that's, that's a piece of it. Um, the other, the other thing is, uh, during the session, I, I established some way for you to communicate with your innocence. It, it may be the fingers or it may, it may just be an internal dialogue. But um, one of the things I ask is, is this ours? And if it's not, is it okay if we just let it flow through? And it'll be yes and yes and it'll go. So, so that's a key little thing, sort of recognizing the role that your innocence plays in that. Um, and, you know, a lot of people try to do the, the love bubble thing. You know, I'm going to put my shields up and do the love bubble thing. And I, I don't really, I don't really recommend it. I think you're, you're, um, as you, as you do your work, your daily work, you just kind of feel so lovingly good. That sort of sets this natural bubble around you and it, and you don't think about it. You're not coming from a fearful place. It's, it's just there. That's a really good answer too. And you're right. It, for, it almost gives you a, a certain amount of strength. The, 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 other, the other thing, um, most of my clients kind of end up being empaths. I mean, let's be honest, emotional integrative hypnotherapy. You know? So yeah, that's, that's the empath's um, world. And so there's certain personality constructions that come along with it. So if you imagine that, on one end of the spectrum, we'll call that, that end of the spectrum self-absorbed. <laughs> and let's just imagine that they have this sort of personality that says they have to be the most superior ego in the room in order for them to feel safe. 
And, you know, that could get pretty exhausting after a while having to, you know, be around that kind of a person or much less in a relationship, you know, that kind of stuff. But the opposite is also true. There are empaths who feel safe if they're the quietest, most distanced, um, and their ego actually works at trying to keep that, what, you know, that, that, you know, basically keeping you down, keeping you um, the less, you know, di- the dimmest possible. I mean, it's, it, it comes, of course, from all sorts of past lives of, you know, being burned at the stake, you know, oh, this one, you know, you're, you know, so you have every reason to be that way. But that's sort of the journey back up to that middle point is building this safety zone for this innocence to feel like you got her back, you're, you're there with her. And one of the biggest tools to do that is complimenting. And, and so, because we're, we're helping her build her ego back up. It's not, it's not bad to have an ego, you have to have a balanced ego. And it's just, it's just a mask that your innocence wears. So, so you actually have to help her build her confidence up, you know, her, her, her sense of correctness, her sense of rightness, all of that stuff. And so there's three kinds of compliments. <laughs> there's, there's, there's one kind of compliment that's all about good job, just good job, sort of beginning thing. But you'd be amazed how much that just that little one little acknowledgement thing works. Good job. And, and so that's, that's one thing to put in your quiver. Then the next level is, God, you really did a great job with that, I'll just say, session. I really like the way that you, you know, you were patient or you didn't drive it this way or that way or whatever. So there's very specific things that you're complimenting your innocence on. And, and so, so that's up a level. And then there's this third level is kind of prevention. Now, prevention is... Say, say you're like me and you, you might have a like weakness for a cookie or something. And, and so I, I'm walking by the cookie box there and, you know, I don't know how two of them got in my hand, <laughs> but I walk and I sit on the couch and well, you know, they are good and they are my favorite. And, you know, so I eat two and I, I kind of feel like I need another one. So boom, I'm walking back pretty soon. I had a half dozen cookies before I took a breath of air. So I experimented with this because I knew I was already pretty good at the good job stuff. And I said, all right, innocence, um, I know you wanted a cookie. And, and I put my hand on my heart and may I complimenting compliment you in helping me make a good choice not to get a cookie this round, you know, as I walk by, you know, so a couple of those. And, and what you realize is that, that, that screaming for a cookie thing, it was just a scream for love. It was just a cry for love. And so why not just go straight to the source and give her that love that, that she really wanted that, that acknowledgement that she really wanted and, and skip the cookie thing and, and let things kind of calm down a little bit. It doesn't mean you can't have cookies, but, but you can have like a, a rational amount, you know, you could, you don't have to make it a cry for love. Isn't it interesting that just about everything that our innocence, our heart is desiring is a cry for love. It is. And even, Yeah. I have a friend who um, got into a car accident because she wouldn't allow anyone to help her. And she, you know, broke herself to the point where she had to allow others to help her. And that was a big lesson. And it's a huge lesson. I would also say that that was also probably her soul's plan. That none of this is accident. This is all a divine plan. And, you know, you could play around with imaginary ideas on how that plan got, what was I thinking, you know, agreeing to that plan. But, you know, as, as far as your soul's concerned, it's all great learning. Go for it. (laughs) Or a timeline event. You know, there's a lot of timeline events going on right now with people. You think? 
Yeah, yeah to, to take us to to lead us in another trajectory. Yeah, so um, that re- kind of reminds me of this power f- power of your words. So when I first started working, I I used to have, have people read this four agreements book, and there's this one of one of the one of the agreements is you know be impeccable with your word, and then of course later on I realized it's more than impeccable. <laughs> You are a creator and you are creating your reality with your words. And and isn't that interesting to kind of take that perspective and, oh, by the way, everything's here orchestrated for your highest good. Isn't that interesting? And so we actually can take take more uh, power back just by setting our intention and just by, um, you know, doing your daily practice, coming from a very calm high vibratory place and just imagining, oh, I'm so grateful for this new, um, you know, this, this new life that we've got here. And you're kind of speaking in terms of what you already have. You're sort of visualizing this. And my latest is the city above a lake, <laughs> you know, it's in the clouds, <laughs> you know, it's kind of a crystal city that I'm envisioning, but <laughs> it's, it's, Obviously, it's a little lower, a little higher than than 3D. <laughs> I'm kind of thinking like a star castle thing here, you know. But uh, uh, but you're you just you're expressing gratitude when you're in that meditative state. For it is what you want, but you're already thanking the universe for what you already have. So say say how you word it really carefully. Because um, you don't want to feel disingenuous and you don't want to feel like you're lying to yourself. So, like, one of the, and I quit messing around with millions, by the way. It's billions now. <laughs> nice. Right? It's just, what, I don't know if millions is enough. How am I supposed to help humanity with millions? <laughs> and that kind of brings me to sort of blending it all together, having you on the podcast, how yeah. you're, the way that you can assist others in processing trauma and processing their lives and expanding their lives and, and really taking suffering out of not only themselves, but their bloodline. It, uh, it dovetails, it dovetails with meta one and how meta one is taking suffering out of um, money and monetary transactions. So, I'm I'm kind of vague when when I'm asking my subconscious. You know, I, I basically at some point I, I thank the universe for all the billions that I've got to help humanity with my humanitarian projects, and it's really vague, and that's okay right now. But it's 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 becoming more and more of a certainty. I mean, after you do it a few years, it's just of course, it's and you can course. feel it. Yeah, yeah. How did you first hear about Meta One? Well, you know, I've God, where did um, I actually went to the initial Meta One announcement ceremony party thing? So, on your mark, it's set. You know, Robert and Nicole are up there on stage talking about Meta One, and 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 I just felt drawn to go participate in this ceremony. It was a great ceremony. I didn't even really know that I was going to be buying all this coin. <laughs> I slept on it the night before, before I decided how much. And uh, I'm, I'm, glad I, I'm glad I got what I got. I got some more and I'm probably going to get some more. What is it that you are attracted to the most about metal? So, so I'm actually, um, it, I, I think about this a lot. It is such a complete solution. It is not just that it is this gold back coin it's not that it's it's but i don't want to discount that but so it's the stability that that brings and it and and then oh by the way it's the sovereign bank and oh by the way um it's pretty easy to transact coming in and out because we have our own exchange and um and if if you need the money out or how are we going to spend it by the way, we have this this debit card that's got all this maximum security stuff to it. So it's always seemed like an amazingly complete offering. 
and and all of the rest of the stuff out there is just coins, just coins, just coins, just coins, and and it's really fractured, and it and it really is not. Um, uh, I want to use Robert's term. He came up with a meganomics. <laughs> is that what he what does he call it? Metanomics. Metanomics. I almost got it. <laughs> A complete financial ecosystem. It is actually it is, um, and as you know, even if people are out investing in in crypto and that's fine, they still need to figure out an exit strategy. How are they going to get their money out? How are they going to help humanity? And this becomes a very viable solution, you know, as you're pushing those billions over. <laughs> And the price of gold is more than likely going to skyrocket at yeah. some point. So, and as you really realize how dangerous your money is in the bank, it's not cool. I mean, we're just kind of all in this hypnosis trance that says, well, money in the bank is, is, is safe. No, it's not. No, you got to find a safer place. Right. The FDIC is insolvent. And they have 99 years to pay you. For, <laughs> I think they have 99 pay you years. That, yeah, yeah. Pay you that 1% or whatever they, that's going to be left over to pay you. It's just not going to happen. So um, yeah, it, it, we're past the point as humanity to kind of expect to be saved, you know, by banks or by insurance. or You got you to gotta own that yourself. We are the people we're, we've been waiting for. We are, we are. And, you know, maybe this is all transitory anyway, because, you know, we're all going up to 5D, 6D, 7D, you know, who, who knows where we're going to be hanging out, but this is where we're at right now. We're, we're in form and we're supposed to be having a blast and, and having enough money to do that. I, I, I think it's really important, you know, how it's, it's about raising your joy level, but the best way to do that is to give. Right. So, so how fortunate are we, we get to actually give, give, give. And, and that's going to, that's going to really, you know, not only raise your vibration, but of course the person who's, who's receiving the gifts are going to, are going to feel it too. So the darkness doesn't have a chance once this starts rolling. It <laughs> just don't. <laughs> they will be insolvent and unfunded. Um, when it's all said and done, you have a vision of building some, oh, like yes. a healing center, right? Or, well, yeah, and and maybe we need to coordinate. So I don't know if, if my vision can dovetail with somebody else's, but I am I'm kind of constantly on the lookout for the highest and coolest tech stuff out there that that would be useful in healing centers. Like my latest one is they put in a brand new tachyon chamber in in Austin. So if you want to find Randy, he's probably hanging around the tachyon chamber. <laughs> Just give our listeners a little bit of an idea of what that is. It, you know, I, I, so I admit I didn't really memorize everything, but it comes from the Palladians helping planet Earth by, by taking the smallest light particles there are, tachyon, is so small that they haven't actually proved them in the academic wor world. And they're bombarding you through all sorts of crystals that, and, and you're laying underneath a pyramid. And, and so there's just intensify, amplify more power as you're just getting blasted with these really high powerful light beams. And typically you only can take 20 minutes before it like feels like, okay, I think I'm full. <laughs> Some of us like to push it. Yeah, you've spent a lot of time in one of those things, I think. Yes, I used but, to be normal. <laughs> but I think it, it brings your, um, your imbalances back into balance with your emotions and your thought processes, and your emotional body, your mental body. It's kind of cool, is it? And you don't, it doesn't go away. Right, you don't, um, you, you stay clear. You could st you still tune into that silence in your, in your, you know, in between your ears, it's still there. Weeks later, it's still there. So uh, it's accumulative. Wow. So Drumvalo Melchizedek um, did this uh, seminar called Awakening the Illuminated Heart. 
And in that week-long seminar, some lady got on the, on the um, stage, who's his personal assistant, and started talking about the power of these DOS discs. And so Drumvolo loves to tell stories, but, but basically it's a chakra balancing um, device. It's made out of these high quality precious metals and crystals. And it, they figured out how to tune it so there's a little Merkaba spinning in each one of these discs. And, and you know, put one on each one of your, uh, on your chakras and, you know, it just kind of knocks you out. And a couple hours later, you walk out. Okay, I'm good to go. And again, I think that's a cumulative thing. So, so those, those are just like, I don't want to say toys, but, but um, they will be exploring things of that caliber, you know, once there's no limit to your funding, why not? Because I, I, one of the differences about, um, about heart conscious healing is that it's this kind of under the hood work that I do plus, and, and this plus is kind of any, any energy work. So it could be the tachyon chamber, it could be the DOS thing, but it also could be somebody performing um, acupuncture. It could also be Reiki, could also, you know, could energy, energy work. It's plus. So it's, it's, it's the only thing that the, the practitioner needs is an understanding of the basic principles of, you know, why, why people are, are experiencing that tightness or, or why they have that blockage there or something like that. So once, once they're kind of clear, oh, okay, there's this role called our emotional body that plays, plays a part to all this, okay, um, then, that's, then that's a good fit. You know, so they'll, there's, again, just kind of brainstorming, what can you do when you have unlimited funds? One of the biggest problems with, you know, kind of today's 3D alternative healing world is that basically because you're a healer, you're expected to earn um, very little money to live on. And so I'd like to help fix that by and, and there's different choices. I don't really know exactly till I work with my partners, but one of them is, oh, I'll buy you your building, you know, and, and you can just fill up, you know, you just fill it up, however you fill it up. I'll, I'll buy your building. I'll buy, you know, what, whatever they need to be set up to be successful so that they don't have to worry about money. Some, another one could just, another solution is just, opening up sort of like a GoFundMe, but it's, but it's something about heart conscious healing funding or something, you know, something like that, whatever this fancy website is, but everybody gets told yes. <laughs> and so, so now it essentially is, is kind of going head to head against the, the Western medical model. Um, or you could choose this, this, you know, this other kind of healing that's been around for millennia and, and uh, you know, you'll, you, can, you, you can say, okay, well, this one's a Heart Conscious Healing Foundation member, so I know that they'll, they'll take my, my uh, application for, for funding. So, so if, they're full, if the patients are fully funded because they have, you know, they fill out an application and ask a request for, for funding for this, then that automatically fills the coffers of the practitioners. They just have a steady stream because really what the reason people aren't going to is A, they don't know about it and B, they can't afford it on their own. They need their insurance. Well, if you take care of the insurance piece and, and oh, by the way, we could also have back office workers that take care of the know about it piece and you can get pretty creative with that too. Um, then now you have a steady flow. So that's, that's, that's education. And then there's this wellness center piece. And then there's this third piece. And the third piece really is about, there are some folks that need nature. They need, well, a lot of, we all need nature, but I mean, there's, that's just part of the, what they need in order to heal. And they, and they need a concentrated time of really resetting their life. How, how do they do that? And so it's just up a notch. 
And I don't, it's not a come live here free thing. It's no, we're cycling through, we're bringing people in and out. Um, <clears throat> but it'll be very reasonable. Maybe it'll be covered by insurance. Because <laughs> why not? If, you, if you're fully funded, why not? Why not basically help people get back to ground zero? Now, the piece that I haven't talked about is med beds. And, you know, I think we're all waiting for those to happen. And when they happen organically, it would be a logical addition to the wellness centers. Um, especially, I, I heard, you know, I've heard different things. So um, one, one thing I heard is that they won't even cost any money. They'll just be available to wellness centers, you know, because, because they've got the technology to replicate them. So it's, it's going to happen. It's just so exciting. <laughs> it really is. It really is. And th that is one thing that people don't really know how to do is how to regulate themselves back to factory settings, <laughs> how to be balanced and how to, operate from there. There's so much change. I had a friend who used to say, um, people aren't crazy. It's just a natural response to a crazy world. True. Yeah. And that's True. what we're rebuilding. We're, that's what we're building together. So. It is what we're building together with, you know, open hearts and open pocketbooks and, you know, this humanity is created. I mean, we are here to thrive. We are not here to just survive and to suffer. Yeah. And um, yeah, that's what we're wanting to do is we will. thrive. We will. Because I mean, basically what I'm really prescribing is here's a path to ascend. You, you can just, I mean, there's no rush. It's, it's, you know, there's no accident for you being here. There's, you know, but what, that's really what I'm offering is you'll be coached and, and, and guided for your ascension. And that's going to happen. Oh, the more people that do get to that point, we tip this world. And, that's true. And, it's know, tipping now. It is tipping now, but but we haven't even started yet. <laughs> well, <laughs> the party is uh, not is just beginning, huh? Right. But you know, we're conscious creators, and if we are sovereign conscious creators then we can create with with clear hearts and clear minds and balanced minds and hearts we can create a world that you know we can future humanity can thrive into we, we so many things need to change education our yeah. idea of history our idea of science our idea of who we are, the money that we use. We, as, as things come out and people learn the truth about the world they're living in, that can create a lot of distortions oh, yeah. between in, inside someone. And, you know, I've thought about a couple of, like I used to be a, a, a trainer in corporate America. So one of, one of the defaults I think about is a, is a class that needs to come out, basically helping people talk to each other you know, mask wearers and, and non-mask wearers. And, and there's, you know, there's probably half truths on both sides that, you know, there's probably middle grounds on both sides. I know, I know like I personally have uh, family members who got the jab <laughs> and, and uh, you know, it's sort of heartbreaking, but I also, A, know that it's their path and, and B, I know that it can be healed and that's just, that's just my truth. Doesn't have to be everybody else's truth, but I, I, I think it can be healed with off planet technologies and stuff like that. I wonder what that take you on thing would, would do to um, someone. I wonder if it yeah. can rewrite the rewrite. It, well, that's a good question. I, I don't think that's the tool for it. Um, I could be wrong. Um, I think it's probably one of the celestial, what they call celestial chamber med beds. Mm. It's, it's, it's literally, they figure out what your cleanest of DNAs are supposed to be. Mm. And, and by the way, this jab is not the first time your DNA has been altered. Right. So it completely resets it back to pure what it's supposed to be DNA. And, and so having a jab or not having jab doesn't matter. 
it's just it's it's repairable not easy not using current technology uh, but it is repairable well that's good to know that's good to um, conceive or to ponder mm -hmm. that's just my truth it doesn't have to be anybody else's but this resonates with me well i like it <laughs> is there anything else you'd like to add uh, no, people can find me on my website, randyhold.com. They can find me on Facebook, Randy Hold. And uh, I'm more than happy to help. Good. Your work is very powerful. And it's quantum. Like you can find a, a very subtle thought that is very prominent and that was just an experience that told you that you didn't have a lot of worth in your life that came to the subconscious mind. And then you can talk and work with that. And then you can also sort of hologram holographically heal all the other connected yeah. energies and all the other similar frequency thoughts and feelings. It's, kind of, it's kind of fun when you really get a cooperative subconscious innocence, I, I like to ask, you know, cause we, we, whenever there's been a trauma, there's always some lesson learned. Even if it's, I never want to be like that. <laughs> there's still always a lesson learned there. And, and usually it's about taking things personally. Um, like that was their stuff, not me. And, and so then there's, of course, well, if it's not that, if, it's, if it wasn't me, maybe there isn't anything wrong with me, you know, and so it starts to, starts to help. So working with the subconscious, I like to ask, is it okay if we take that same lesson, every single place it ever applied, and, and just replace it with our new way of thinking? Is that okay? You know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, can you just let me know when you go through and literally you can just see the eyes fluttering and, you know, there's like a couple minutes going by and all of a sudden you get a hand coming up. Yep. Yep. Done. So she literally, you know how a lot of times you'll go back to memory, but there's more than one. That's the thing. She's going to all those memories and changing the outcome. Basically you're changing your timeline to, to one that never really you know it's a full admission uh, yeah i guess i perceived that one wrong <laughs> and 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 so this is the new timeline now that i'm perceiving things correctly or yeah that's that's the cool thing with working with subconscious that she she will go back you know millennia there's there's no limit really she'll go back to millennia and fix that that is incredibly powerful and it does. It's, it's a timeline changer, literally. And that's why it takes about three days to integrate, too. You, you, you have a session, but you can't have another session for, for another three days. Uh, you know, you don't want to drink from the fire hose too much. So have you gone through your SPC process yet, Randy? Well, okay. So here's, so the answer, the short answer is not yet. Silly me. So what? Um, I, I I went to the party about getting my birth certificate, and I got it authenticated by the state. And I know the next step is to send it in um, to get the the U.S. State Department to do it. And I I was just sitting on it, and really I was thinking, okay, I'm going to wait for Robert's thing so that I could kind of go in with this, this group, you know, <laughs> my tribe <laughs> of, of people. So that's actually what I plan to do. Um, and I like the idea of the training. I really, I, I think probably the reason I sat on my ass is I didn't really realize all of the, you know, I didn't really know what I didn't know. So just, just going through the training and understanding how safe it is, how it's really beneficial all of that, all of that's going to help. I think it will inspire you to really want to utilize the tools that 
universal law offers you and tie it in with meta one to be completely sovereign. Yeah. Yeah. So the, the training course is 10 hours and there's a test at the end and you know, everything at the end. That's, I think that's so cool. Maybe it's the old trainer in me (laughs) coming out, but I really think that's so cool that there's a a well thought out structure of here's what you need to know. Yeah. It's tried and true and proven. That's a cut above. Nobody else is doing that. And there's a little bit of handholding that there's, there's filing for you. And if you have questions, then they get answered. Yeah. So Lord knows I could always use the (laughs) handholding. Very good. Well, I'm glad you're, you're rethinking it and remembering that it's something that you need to do. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. I really enjoyed this conversation with you today, Randy. Thank you so much for being here. Me too. Thank you, dear. Namaste. Namaste. If you would like to uncover hidden truths and discover exciting ways to empower yourself, please visit the Universal Law website. That is number eight, Universal Law, number eight, dot I-O. Universal Law works in tandem with Meta One Coin Trust, a complete private financial ecosystem based on Meta One Coin, a private cryptocurrency backed by gold assets. Combined, an individual can convey in commerce with sovereignty, privacy, freedom, with equity and honor. You can find out more, join the movement, and become a member by visiting metaone.io. Please like and share this podcast. We always like reading your comments. We appreciate your support. And until next time, live freely and live abundantly.